Hey everyone, and welcome to Laser Source, the number one laser engraving podcast. Whether you're just getting into lasers or you're trying to level up and grow your laser business that exists already, we're going to cover all of the latest tips and tricks, new techniques, new technologies, and more, uh, as well as getting the perspective and experience from other laser engraving professionals uh, through interviews and hangout sessions. So if you are interested at all in laser engraving, regardless of your skill level, this is exactly the place you want to be. Every single week we cover new topics and perspectives to make sure that you have a well-rounded understanding of what's going on in the laser world. So sit back, relax, and uh, get ready to learn because we're going to cover a bunch of new stuff and we're getting started right now. Welcome, everybody, to the Laser Source Podcast, the number one podcast. If you're just starting to get into laser or you're looking to grow or scale your existing laser business, this is the place you want to be. And we've got an awesome episode for you today. We're going through our absolute favorite or most vital laser accessories. These are the things you want to get when you open your shop, uh, you know, and you want to start doing work. You, you're going to need all of the stuff on this list. So uh, we're going to go through all of these items one by one. I've got, you've got, you can see we've got the no IR shields up here. We're going to get into that in just a second. But first, let me introduce everybody we've got with us today. We've got Tony. Hey, what's going on, everybody? We've got Patrick. Hello. We've got Gio. How's it going? Mr. Tacky is here. How's up? And in his laser source debut, we've actually got Lithgo Lights all the way from Australia. How's it going, man? Hey. G'day, guys. Good day. Yes. So um, we've got a we've got a huge list of stuff to go through. So we're gonna get right into it because um, seriously, like there's so many tabs open on my browser right now. I can't wait to start closing them because it's stressing me out. Um, the very first thing that we've got here. Well, let me first say, uh, of course, everything we cover in this episode will be linked in the description. So uh, if you need anything that we cover on this list, you can find a link in the description or you can check out the uh, Laser Everything 2021 Buying Guide. It's lasereverything.net slash buying guide. So if you want any of the products we talk about today, that's where you can find any of them. Uh, the first thing, the first item that we have on the list, uh, this was something that I added, is just a good pair of laser goggles. Wear your laser goggles, guys. Um, do you guys all wear laser goggles of some some sort, right? Yep. Sure yep. do. Yep. Good. Yeah. good. I see some. I see some manufacturer ones. I see a couple aftermarket ones. Yep. Yep. Very the good. So guide. there's a there's a few different places. Um, no IR. These are like the these are like the the people that make laser glasses. Um, and you can get them in any spectrum and in any color. And if you have just like a ton of money burning a hole in your pocket, um, you can pick up a pair of these goggles. They're really cool, uh, but they they're super expensive. So. Um, you can get them in pretty much any wavelength and uh, they give you really great coverage charts to show you how much energy you're blocking, um, you know, and, and its ability to do so at different wavelengths, which is really cool. Uh, so this is a great website. Again, if, if you've got a little money uh, burning a hole in your pocket or you're very serious about eye safety and you want the best of the best, uh, no IR is what I would check out. But um, if that's not in the cards for you, you can also check out 
Uh, this company here, Free Mascot, I own a few pairs of these glasses mm -hmm. and they've worked really well for me. I haven't done any specific like energy density testing on, on like what's actually making it through the lenses on these, but in our crappy in-shop tests where we're just blasting them with a laser, they seem to do a hell of a job uh, and they are a, you know, I don't even know, a fifth of the price of the no IR glasses. So I use these. I'm I'm okay with that. It's kind of an assumed risk, but um, that's, you know, that's what I use here at the shop. What do you guys use for uh, safety glasses? Do you wear them? Do you not wear them at all? Uh, tell First, me I really quick. It's, um, it's Noir, not No IR. You know? Oh my God. I think, oh. I think it's got fancy. So, okay. um, I have, I have two of the, the style that came uh, with the fiber laser. Then I got the ones that you recommended on your, your video. So I've got, you know, two pairs so two people can sit in here. I always wear them. Um, even when I forget that I'm not lasering, I usually have them on because they're, they're good visible light. Like at least the ones that you're linking right now on the screen, like I could wear these and I could still do everything I want to because I can actually see what's going on. They're not too, too dark. Right. Yep. I have free mascots. Okay, good. That's what I wear. Yeah, the free mascots. Yeah. Yep. yep. I, I like them. I think they're great and they're actually comfortable. They're not like hard plastic. They've got kind of like a soft, like rubberized plastic on them, which is if nice. If you wear so. glasses, they fit under over those too, right? Yep, they do yeah. really, really well. Yeah, they, yeah, they, they fit under. There's a few different styles you can get. Yep. Um, too. I, I like just kind of the the this style. Um, they fit well over my glasses and uh, provide good coverage. But you can get these for any any wavelength too, which is nice. And again, the price is right. It's not so low that it's like really sketchy. <laughs> you know, they're not like mm -hmm. it's not like a fifteen dollar pair of laser safety glasses, but it's also not two hundred and fifty. So, um, I think where they cut corners on these is just in the uh, like kind of like lab readouts that they provide you. Like I think um, on, on the fancier ones, they've done a, a lot of testing and can provide you a lot of data. I think these guys, it's more just like, we know that these lenses filter out the laser light. Here it is. And they don't bother with any of that kind of like aftercare stuff. The support's probably not as good. If you have any issues with them or like they start falling apart, I'm sure they're, they're lacking in the warranty area. But again, it's a good cost saving measure and they, they do seem to work well. Uh, let's see what's next on our list. I skipped over it here just because these were in the wrong order. Uh, but the 713maker.com jigs, I don't own this yet. So uh, maybe you guys can sell me on this. Uh, if you want to if you want to talk about them a little bit, you literally all have them, which is so funny. Yeah, oh, That's really, really cool. <laughs> I think you're the only one that doesn't. Uh, so, I mean, talk to me, guys. What do, what do they do? What are they for? Why would I want one? Go ahead, Tony. Uh, well, I use my cross for coins. Um, I can put four, dial in my settings where I want it to go, and hit go, and it'll do four coins at once, and that's it. But these are great for everything. So Nice, nice, nice. And Patrick is showing his setup on the board right now. He's got them locking down his, uh, his axe that he's working on, right? Yep, axe and a spatula. So. It's not yeah, go it anywhere. looks like he's actually got that crossbar, like putting pressure on it and holding the spatula down, which is a really clever mm -hmm. way to use that. Yep, super smart, super smart. I also have the business card holder. I know that um, I, I printed out a, like I 3D printed out one of these before I had it. And you can find this in the Discord, uh, the STL version of it. But I, I like the, the design quality and it only costs like a few extra bucks on top of like the $25 pack. Um, mm -hmm. from 313 Maker, and it has the it comes with the two small bolts that recess into it. So 
these are a lot smaller than any of the other ones I have. And when it fits in, you know, it doesn't, uh, well, I'm not going to show you right now, but it lets you put like three or four business cards into it, the, the thicker ones. And you just, you know, hit the foot pedal, pull one out, hit the foot pedal, pull one out. And you can, you can get them done pretty quick. Um, if you want to get like a 3D printed version, that's great. But I didn't mind paying because it was good quality and it shipped pretty fast. I think I had yeah, it. Yeah, same like, one, 3D great. So the, the only person I don't think that we heard from on the, the 713 jigs was Geo. What do you do? You use them regularly? Do you have a specific use that you use them for? Uh, if I'm doing something that's repetitive, it gives me a good index. So yeah. kind of like what Tony was saying, you set it up, you figure out where your part is placed and you just keep putting the parts in the exact same spot. Yeah, so that's, so, that's it's just like I don't do a lot of repetitive stuff here, which sucks. I wish that I did because you make better money doing repetitive stuff. But, um, you know, everything that we do over here is one off. But I should still pick up a, a kit of this anyway. So I'm probably going to grab one because at 20 bucks, it's just like, why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you buy that? So I mean, they're exactly. they're great for they're great for squaring things up anyway, because you know, like, okay, well, the center is here. I can always leave that gate right there. So if you're placing a phone or a case or something, you know that it's going to be centered no matter what. And all you got to just yep. jog yeah. down or up, and you're done. So yep. it's not just like for one-off things too. So. Totally. Well, we're <laughs> going to move right along here because we've still got fifty tabs to go through. Uh, next up, uh, lens wipes. These are made by Zeiss, uh, and mm -hmm. it looks like right now they are eleven ninety nine. So another super inexpensive item. I think Geo, did you add these to the list? I did. Um, I like them. They're good for well, a, keeping your glasses clean, but they work good for uh, the actual lenses. So on my CO two, okay. I use that on my lenses, my mirrors, um, and just keeps everything nice and clean. Just rip open a pack, wipe it down real quick, throw it away. Um, it's just something that's really quick and easy to keep up on maintenance. Are they, um, like wet wipes or are they dry? They're wet. And do yeah. they, how, so, and it, it dries without leaving like a residue. I believe yeah. pre-moistened is the proper that's, term. Yes. Pre-moistened. Pre Thank you. Pre I was trying to avoid the M word, but here we are. <laughs> you can, you can bleep it so out. The, the, it's the problem I usually have when I'm cleaning my lenses is that I just like, no matter what I use to clean my lenses, even like 99% alcohol, I feel like I get like a leftover shitty, you know, like just, yeah, I just use film or something. Too, yeah. Huh? I don't know. It's a, it's an actual lens. Yeah. It's a lens wipe. So it's designed to, to not scratch any, uh, mm -hmm. the material. And then it's got the, the, um, I believe it's alcohol that's on them, but I don't see any streaks on it. So I can wipe, cool. wipe past. So long as it's not like a really dirty lens, um, might take a second one, but, yeah. um, uh, it's, it, it's a lot easier to stay on top of it. Cause I don't have to dig the you know alcohol out, go find a clean microfiber, clean, a, find a clean spot on the microfiber. I just yeah. grab a pack, rip it open, wipe it down real quick and I'm done. Yeah, and real quick while we're talking about cleaning your lenses and mirrors, never wipe hard. Don't wipe in circles either. If there is any kind of grit or anything hard on it, you're going to scratch it. So you need to be very light when you guys are cleaning your, your stuff or you're going to have to replace it. Yes, if it's really dirty, also start with the middle and work your way out in a straight line towards the edge and then move to a clean spot on, the, on your wipe or your cloth or whatever you're using. Um, always use, start with a clean part and then slide it off towards the edge. Mm. Um, that'll reduce scratching and also make sure you don't have stuff that's getting dug into the lens. 
Yeah, another thing that'll really help with that, which we're going to cover a little bit later in the episode here, is the the data vac, the compressed air. Mm -hmm. Start with compressed air before you start wiping things, because if you can blow any big, heavy, loose stuff off before you start wiping, that's going to save you a lot of work and uh, potentially protect your lens as well. So we'll talk about that a little bit further on here. Uh, this is a great suggestion. I'm definitely going to pick up a pack of these because I... Uh, you know, I don't clean my lenses as often as I should. And it's mostly just because it's inconvenient and I have other things that I want to be doing besides cleaning lenses. So uh, that seems like, again, another no brainer at $11.99. Super, super mm -hmm. cheap. Uh, next up, the Stare at 135A. We should all be Stare at owners here. Is there anybody who doesn't Dude, own what? one of these? I don't have I don't one. own one. Oh, <laughs> no. Well, I, got mine I ordered it and it never showed up. That so. is just, that makes me. So I got sad. A chameleon. You two need to get 135As. They're brilliant. Dude, they're tiny, tiny little perfect things. They go awesome. everywhere. They're accurate. I paid for it. Uh, and they're, they're sick. They're just they're just the best. It's just the best Dude. little level. They're yeah. not that expensive. Uh at 32, 62. It's definitely significantly more expensive than the cheapy ones, but they work so it's, much better. Dude, it's stout. They, Man. Yeah, they work so much better. The and I have a whole video on this, mm -hmm. so um, I'll I'll link that video below if you want to watch it. But uh, these are the best. We have even just like a fake secret society in the Discord server hmm. built around owning one of these. That's how ubiquitous they are. So uh, really cool. Don't skip out on the Starrett because that is an awesome product right there. Uh, and we're gonna follow this up. Tacky recommends this one: the Digipass Two Axis Smart master precision level it's a digital level uh and it's it's a chunky boy uh can you talk to us about this a little bit tacky yeah so we use this uh at where i worked and it's a x and y it has a bluetooth app so you can um right now you see it's flashing because i'm holding it up but it goes up to 10 degrees and the resolution is up to however many what is it minutes and seconds of a degree um, it's a little big, but that's just, you know, part of the, the problem um, or not the problem, just part of how big it is. Uh, part of using it is a little bit difficult if you have a small part, like if you wanted to engrave something small, you know, it's not going to give you a good readout. But if you have something large or you're checking the the, re the level of your gavel head, if you're trying to get that perfect to your workbench, it's mm. good. And it is, like I said, it's crazy precise. Um, so I could tell that, you know, my, I did an axe earlier and it was off and um, I got it within like half a degree of level mm -hmm. and it, it, it worked really well. So not everyone's going to have a use for it. If you can buy a, a $30 Starrett versus a $300 digital level, I use it in other areas, not just on the, the laser. So it was more like a, hey, I could also use this there. So I would recommend one of these if you have something else that you uh, are trying to get a really good level on. Otherwise, it's a little over the top. When I was um, preparing these tabs to show on the video version of the podcast here, I saw there were a couple versions of this digital level, too, and some of them weren't $350. So we'll link a, to a couple of the maybe more entry-level versions of this if you want to get more into like the digital mm -hmm. level space, but you don't want to drop $360. There are a few cheaper alternatives, and we'll make sure that we link those below for you so that you can, uh, you can go ahead and explore those. Uh, so we'll move right along here to our next one. Uh, the, we all agree on this one. Extra lenses. Um, your yep. your fiber laser, your CO2 laser, uh, you know, whatever, whatever laser you have, if it's a Galvo laser, costs you at least two to $3,000. At the very least, oh, buying extra 
hundred dollar lenses for it should be a no brainer. Uh, and I think we would, I think we would all agree that having a full set, uh, you know, of, of lenses to be able to swap through based on your needs and the job that you're trying to do is just like an absolute must, uh, at, at least three, I would say at least three, get a, uh, a low field one, like a 50 or a 70, and then like a medium field lens, like a 110 to a 175. And then if you can, a large field, like a two to 300, I think if, as long as you have mm-hmm. like one of each of those three, you should be okay. Uh, there's pros and cons to, to picking up any of them. And, uh, we can, debate about that forever in the discord basically which you know lenses mm-hmm. are the best but the ideal answer is just buy a couple add yeah. 300 dollars to the cost of your machine and have a selection of lenses so that you can do some different stuff does anybody i would anything? argue that yeah. these are the number one accessory to get with your fiber laser your your galvo laser before you get yeah. anything else you you want to have multiple lenses because it will yeah. completely change your ability to engrave, whether you're going for a larger size or you're going for a smaller size, you'll, it changes the optics of the laser so much. Like you're like, Hey, I only have a 30 watt. And then you get a, a 50 millimeter workspace. You're like, wow, I can really cut and engrave on this small size now. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And it's always good to get it when you buy your laser. So that way the manufacturer supplies lenses that definitely work with your machine. Um, I've had a little bit of trouble trying to find one that matched uh, the spacer that's on my Galvo head. So that's, uh, it's a quick, easy option when you get, um, your laser to add those on. Yep. And if it's, uh, if it's too late for you and you're already past that point, we do have a ton of different laser, uh, lenses on the buying guide. So again, that's lasereverything.net slash buying guide. We've got the standard F theta lenses, the OPEX versions, uh, we've got some CO2 gantry style lenses that you can pick up. Those are cloud ray. They're really high quality. And then we've just added the uh, F theta CO2 lenses for the CO2 Galvo back there. So no matter what kind of lens you need, um, we've got that linked here for you. So you don't have to hunt around for it. And we've also got a video on the YouTube channel. Um, you know, it's I think it's called like OPEX, know your, know your fiber laser lens or like which fiber laser lens to buy. It goes over like which one of these you would need and why and some of the differences. So uh, you can definitely check that out as well. And of course, we will link that down below for you uh, on that. So um, any other input on lenses before we move on? We look good. Okay. Uh, so moving on, uh, the yeah. pan of ice. I love this thing. Uh, Dude, you, yes. you, want, you want a good vice. This thing is so cool. I love it. Yeah. It it has such a like crazy range of motion and you can configure them however you want. Oh, look, there's a couple of you guys have them. That's so funny. Um, this is the Panavice Junior, uh, which you can see up here on my screen right now if you're watching the uh, the video version of this. And then they also make the full-size one, the Panavice 350. And one of the coolest things about this vice is that it's designed to take different heads. So they have a head, uh, they call it a circuit board head, which we're <clears> going to be testing out soon for cutting metals that, that'll actually hold metal up so that you can cut it. Uh, it it's got the... Panavice Junior head you can put on the full size base. It's got special like vice grip heads that you can pick up. Uh, you can see some of the options here if you're watching with us on video. Um, so there's all different kinds of attachments. It's got every version of this has like a super weighted base and the bases are threaded so that you can screw them down on your fiber laser table. So it's just like it's like a perfect option for this. Uh, if you're if you're looking for a vice or something to hold material um what do you do you guys use yours very often do, have you used oh, them absolutely. for any particular jobs uh is there anything interesting that you've you've ended up having to use yours for i think the number um, one thing i use mine for is, is rings, rings when i'm doing rings yep. 
I use mine to hold to an air, air assist tube to uh, engrave wood with the fiber laser. Smart. To be honest, I use mine to hold my phone sometimes to get close shots. <laughs> nice. <Pro> tip. Nice. <laughs> I'm serious. Yeah. I literally yeah. put my phone on there and just get close shots. Like, Dude, that's awesome. Like, I've done that's that That's a too. great pro tip. Seriously. Yeah. And Patrick, we're going to have to sit down at some point and talk about your, uh, your air assist setup because um, I really want to replicate that for the galvo co2 i feel like would really benefit from the way you have that set up that's uh not not yep. here today that's not in the cards today but we're, we're going to touch base on that because that's going to be a, a yeah. laser everything episode for sure so there's a pan of ice uh the the junior is just like 20 bucks that's like a throwaway purchase right there uh and then the big one is a little more expensive at 89.99 but once you get the base with the little like ro rotating ball kind of stand thing, the heads are 20 bucks a piece and there's like five of them. So once you get the main setup, then just getting different heads for it is actually pretty affordable. So I just really wanted to show those to you guys um, because I, I really, really enjoy this. Uh, it's It's been something that's been very helpful. And it's not something that I bought because I knew I had a need for it, but once I got it, I like saw the need for it. It, they it made itself apparent as I was working on different jobs. So uh, that was really cool. Let's see what's next on our list here. Uh, we have the CloudRay Ultimate Air Assist uh, set for CO2 laser cutting. I don't know anything about this, so I'm going to shut up and I'm going to let Lithgo tell us all yes, about I it because I know um, that you I've have set this up in your machine. Uh, so CO2. let's hear. This was one of the first options that I bought. Um, I think I bought it about a week after I had the CO2. Now, what it allows you to do um, is in your software, whichever you choose to um, use, Lightburn is what I use, um, there's a little option to tick to use air. Um, so what I do is when I'm engraving, um, the Ultimate Air Assist has a little bypass around the solenoid so that there's just enough air coming out to keep gunk from getting on the final lens. But when I then go to cut, I just have that enabled for the item or for the for the uh, color that I'm cutting with, and bang it, 15 psi up its backside, and nice yes. clean cuts, uh, no flames in wood or plastic or anything like that. It is a reasonably cheap thing to purchase. Um, I did not use the. Uh, it comes with a relay there to turn on and off your air compressor. I use a proper air compressor. Um, it's a, it's only a 20 odd liter one. Um, but mm. I use that and yeah, it took me maybe 25 minutes to install and, uh, yeah, I highly recommend it. So do you, do you have to have any, any it knowledge about these systems in order to install them? Do they come with, with instructions? instructions? Is there a video out, out there? Uh, they are available on the net. So if you don't get theirs, you could make your own little setup up. Um, the only how was the uh, how was the the English it was, it was, was the English okay and yes, enough to figure it out There's at least a little bypass valve that can be a little bit fiddly okay. to get right just sure. to get that normal air supply when you're not um, cutting it can be a bit fiddly to get exactly right but hey ten minutes work and yeah well worth it. The other thing that I'd recommend too is if you don't want to mess with the relay, but you also don't have a proper air compressor, I have on my air compressor a little like inline switch that sits between the outlet and the air compressor cord, and it's just got a little switch on it. That's what I use here at the shop. So that uh, you can get those, they're like a dollar on Amazon. So that, that could work too. Um, does it, I, are you guys interested in this setup? Is anybody going to be picking this up? 
I already well. did. I already did. That's so funny. That's awesome. Yeah, I think I'm I'm probably gonna pick one up too. I might wait for Tony. Tony's stress level when he's installing things is a good meter for whether or not I want to actually try something and undergo the the stress of it. So this is a great pro this is a great tip, Lithgo. I'm so glad that you came on the show today to share this one with us because I don't think any of us have seen this before. Uh this is new to literally everybody here. So um very, very cool. A uh, little tip on those, and we'll definitely give those a check out. Uh, moving on here, uh, I believe this is from Patrick. Patrick, uh, talk to me about this this drill press vice. It's, it seems pretty standard. This is just like a basic shop tool that people should have. Um, what, do, what do you use it for with laser? Well, here's a real use case. As I have, If you want to do the back of an axe head and you want to have it set up and level and not fall over on you, Put your stair on there. Make sure the bubble's nice and centered. Uh, I have Clever. some 3D printed plastic jaws for it so that uh, you don't mark anything up. But yeah, you put that on your base and it'll hold axe head or anything else you could think of to put in there. It, it, do you have that just drilled right into the table with like some bolts? No. I, it's, this would actually move... Over oh, underneath. It's just, it's just, yeah, then you're it's going to just set, heavy set, enough. Yeah, you're going to set that underneath your laser that it's not going to go anywhere. Yeah, awesome, very cool, and uh, it looks another another twenty dollar purchase. This is going to be a dangerous episode for people because things are so inexpensive. It's so mm-hmm. easy to just jump through this list and, and click to add. Yeah, I don't have anything like this either, uh, and I like that. I one reason that you'd want to get this in conjunction with like we were just talking about the fancy uh, pan devices is that this is very low profile, right? So if you have a large object, this is going to sit really close to the bottom of the bed, which is going to give you a little more room uh, on your Z yep. to be flexible uh, because it's, the pan device is quite tall, uh, as, as versatile as it is. Yeah, and doing it back of an axe head, it's obviously going to be in its tallest orientation, so having it lower is better. Right. Absolutely. Yep. That seems like an easy one. No problem. Uh, this is the next thing. Uh, Lithgo, you, you suggested this too, and we have two options here. Uh, we've got a standard fire extinguisher. This one's 20 bucks, another $20 purchase. Uh, but we've also got this yeah. pro five carbon dioxide, uh, fire extinguisher, which is significantly more expensive, but you're telling me that's my, the one um, you recommend. CO2 laser. Um, the reason CO2 is, is a better option for there is it won't damage the electronics. So if you happen to have a bit of a flare-up on the wood and you can't get it out or plastic or whatever, and you can't get it out safely, hitting it with the CO2 won't most likely damage your laser, at least from the CO2 um, being used. Um, the fire itself may do other damage, of course. Once you actually set off a dry powder extinguisher, pretty much whatever you spray it at is toast. Uh, it's going to be an insurance job. So, um, you know, it's, I, I use a CO2 over there just for security. Um, also, I have wooden shelves above my laser, which is I kind of want to make sure that anything that catches fire in there goes out pretty quickly. Right. So you're so basically spending the extra money up front on the CO2 fire extinguisher is yes. kind of like a salvage insurance policy so that once the fire is out and it's safe again, yep. you can you can hopefully restore your ability to laser or at least pull something from it to use. Even yep, if you have sure. to replace your laser, it's not a total loss. 
Yep. Okay. Absolutely. Um, fun story about Alex over at Laser Everything. Bad example over here. I don't own a fire extinguisher at all. There isn't one in this entire build. There's probably one way down at the opposite end of the building because they manufacture medical supplies down there. I don't have one, so I'd be like running out shape. of this room to go get one right now. I am like two inches from a sink, but yeah, I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to dump water into my CO2. That would sounds like it would just be a nightmare. So uh, I'm. I, this is probably the actual. If I'm going to buy anything off of this list today, uh, it's probably going to be that because um, that just seems like a stupid thing to not have. So um, you know, and this, it's it's very tempting to to go the uh, the twenty dollar option here, but I do like the sound of of having the the CO2 and having that extra kind of like peace of mind that I'm not going to totally toast my machine and it's not only uh, that in the event of a too. fire you know and putting that out safely so uh, well, another something to really... consider say something to consider also is you're working on yeah. the laser you're probably going to have your laptop or your computer close to the laser yeah if you spray your your laser with that other one you're probably going to get some of that dry extinguisher um, chemical in your laptop which now you got to replace your laptop on top of your laser Right. And you could, you could like, if you're not Lateral. backing up to the cloud or whatever, you could be losing jobs. You could be losing work, uh, data files, you know, that's, that's a big risk. So if you do use your computer next to your laser, uh, then this again, seems like a, a very smart and reasonable purchase despite the extra cost, just to save yourself that headache. Cause that, that could be really bad. I didn't even think about that. Uh, so that's a really good point, Gio. Uh, so buy a fire extinguisher. Don't be like me. <laughs> Yeah, uh, real quick, too, if, yeah. if you find that you have to use a fire extinguisher for any reason, whether it's in the house or at work or, you know, working with your laser, once you pull that pin and you start to spray it, you might as well spray the entire thing until the fire is out. If you give it a little spritz and then don't use it anymore, you have to go back and recharge it again. A lot of people don't mm -hmm. realize that because they haven't messed with a fire extinguisher. But once you pull that pin and, and hit the, uh, the handle to start it, you might as well just blow it all out. So it's, it's like, it's like that. grenade it rules over charge. here. If you, if yep. you pull the pin, it's, it's going off. It's like, on. just do it. It's yeah. Uh, can the quick question, can the CO2 ones be recharged and do they require regular recharging like the dry yeah, powder um, ones? Yeah, they can. Yeah, they can all be recharged. Um, They're just a container. Depending on uh, your local area, it can actually be dearer than buying a new one. Got it. Mm -hmm. Okay, got it. Got it. Very cool. All right. Uh, good tips all around. Uh, safety is always, uh, you know, should be the first priority. Again, I need to pick one up. I'm, I'm ashamed right now. I have some shame. Uh, but I luckily have a great product coming up for you guys uh, so that we can change the subject and shift away from me. Uh, get a camera. Buy a camera. Have a decent camera. Uh, it doesn't matter what camera you do. This is a great mirrorless option. It's brand new. It's the Sony ZV-1. It's relatively inexpensive as far as fancy cameras go uh, at $700. I also have linked here the uh, EOS M50, which has uh, swappable lenses. So if you prefer to be able to change your lenses out, um, this could be a really great option for you as well, a little bit cheaper at 649. It doesn't really matter. Uh, you know, if you have a modern smartphone, you can get away with it. But I, I like having like real cameras and I think everybody should have access to a camera if you're trying to run a laser business, you have to be able to take pictures of your work uh, and they need to be nice pictures. They can't be like, uh, you know, you can't throw it on your carpet on the floor and use that as a backdrop and take pictures under fluorescent lighting. Like, don't do that. Like invest in a little bit of a setup, maybe a light box kit, which I don't have up on Amazon right now, but like a little 
light box uh, or even just some like stand up LED lights. They make mini ones. That's what we're using to light the lasers up back there. They're, they're only about this big. Uh, just something like invest some money into your camera setup so that you can take decent uh, pictures and videos for your 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 customers so that they can see what you're working on. Yeah, some of Tony's uh, photos of his coins are awesome. I and mean, that's a really good example of what a good camera with a good lens can do for you. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. 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 Absolutely. The, the main the main thing is um I, I have a few stained pieces of like wood. Um I don't have them here, but if you don't have option to get like a light box, just I open my side door and I have like a little table and I put this piece of wood that I stained beautiful and I just put everything on there and I kinda shoot it that way and that gives me a backdrop so lighting is important uh, especially if i take a picture in here i have to have some good lights so i have a booth that i bought it's like maybe three by three and i put items in there and has a ring light inside of it and i take those pictures inside of that box and it, they look awesome so yeah yep the, the i think natural lighting is always the best so if you yeah. do have like a little garden area or like some rocks yeah. you know be creative and uh yeah. and use that but if you don't have that uh you just if we just do a quick search here on amazon for photo booth yep uh a yep. ton there of options right pop up already so there's from one it's 100 bucks from newer yep. yep um and then there's there's some cheaper ones if you have a really small setup or you're doing some really small things you don't need one that's quite as big there's a whole range of prices here we'll link a couple in the description for you but um Definitely just, I just wanted to at least mention that your photography game is really important. We're in the business of putting things on stuff that people look at visually, right? So if you're not representing that, if you don't have a showcase of those things and you're not building a portfolio, uh, it's going to make it a lot more difficult to get work. And I think having a, a decent camera is a, a really strong first step. And again, I, I like the like the Sony ZV-1 or like the EOS M50 is great. They're mirrorless, they're small and they're compact. Uh, and they still have like a nice range of lenses, like on the M50, or if you want kind of the all-in-one, uh, the, the ZV one has a really nice, nice lens on it. And, uh, I've played with both of these cameras and, um, they're, they're, they're nice little cameras. So, uh, just something to check out for you. Uh, I believe Tacky added the next thing on the list and that is the Starrett electronic caliper. Um, you gotta have a caliper guys. This is yeah. like, That's this must. is like, if, <laughs> if you were a sheriff, <laughs> the Pittsburgh. Yeah. My man. If you are the if you are the sheriff in a wild western town, like your caliper is your revolver. Okay. Dude, you gotta have you, it. You gotta He's have bigger. it. You gotta measure stuff. You gotta take measurements, especially we do a lot of detail work in this industry. Measure. Uh tacky, take it away. Tell me why why this one? Why calipers in general? What do you use it for? Well, Starrett is um, you know, a really good i believe they're an american brand we try to buy american as much as we can um they've been doing calipers before they had digital calipers you know they have the micrometers you know the the dial indicators um and they're all i have ever been exposed to like in the industry when you're trying to get good measurements whether it's automotive or industrial and so that's just the brand that i always think of when i need to buy a measuring device um so getting sure. digital calipers you need them to do stuff like even if you're getting a new lens you need to check and make sure that your um your warp settings are right that's what you're using to measure it you get that you lock it out um i mean if you guys you lock the top out so that it doesn't move once you've got it down there um when you're fabricating stuff you can use the end to scribe on the metal it's just 
Um, this is just one of the tools that even if you're not using laser, you're using it if you're doing any kind of maintenance or any kind of um, fabrication work. And uh, Starrett is just the, I would rather put my money with Starrett. I would rather buy one of these and buy three of any other brand that you would find yeah. on Amazon. So that's always going to be my recommendation with a company like them. You're, you're buying quality and you can expect it to last. Yeah, I've got my, my cheap ones that are plastic or uh, it's a composite just so I don't have to worry about scratching stuff. Um, so I know you mentioned scribing with the, the metal ones. <laughs> I right. I don't want to do that on some of my stuff. So that's why I have the, the cheap composite ones for stuff like that. But yeah, a, a good set of um, like Starrett or uh, Fowler. Um, Mitotoyo, if you want to go Japanese. Mitotoyo. Yeah, uh, Mitotoyo is good. I got Mitotoyo. I keep a dial but, caliper uh, just in case the batteries go dead and I don't have any replacements. Yep. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, they've been making have, measurement uh, devices is, since 1880. This is mine right here is the uh, the brown and sharp, the twin cal, which is really nice too. Um, yeah, I, I really enjoy this. This one. is actually a, um, a gift. <laughs> it has a laser engraving on the back of it from my uh, mentor. So when I left... When I left uh, Sonoma Laser Engraving, Michael gave me one of these and engraved it for me. And this was my gift yeah. after working with him for seven years. Sweet. So uh, I use this one all the time. So you really, you can't go wrong. You should yeah. spend should spend 60 to $150 on a, on a decent caliper. A, and then I, it's a must. I would say, I would say a, a pile maybe of, of, you know, $20 ones. If, if you have two or three extra that are, yeah. that are cheapo that you can just grab in an instant if you need it. Oh, uh, you don't mind banging up for quick work. Uh, it doesn't hurt to grab a couple extra on those as well. So uh, caliper right. guys, pick one up, <clears throat> pick one up. Um, next topic, really interesting. So uh, we have an episode on the channel about uh, macro lenses for, for cameras and why you would want to, um, you know, use like a macro lens to look into uh, some details of, of what you're working on. And I made that episode before I found out that literally all of you guys use digital microscopes oh, yeah. to check your work. Yeah. Uh, so I actually ordered, I actually ordered a couple of these so that we could review some of these on the channel, on. but these are the ones recommended by our, uh, our, our crew here today. So I think between the five of you, Two of you at least own one of these, and two of you own the other one, which is why yeah. we're showcasing these two. They're the same, but mine has a little suction cup thingy and a flexible head. Yeah, flexible head. So these yes, are, I originally. Um. So these are made by the same company, right? These two options here. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So. They're all the same. Yeah. Yes, they are. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's, yeah. Sure. Sure. Uh, they look pretty affordable too. One comes in at twenty two ninety nine, and one comes in at thirty nine ninety nine. Uh, I just tell me, tell me about. So yeah. who has who has the the twenty two dollar one? Those uh, Patrick mm -hmm. and Lithgo. I do you yep. guys like them? Uh, do you use them often? If so, what do you use them for? Yeah, I use mine. Uh, it's handy to just even plug into your phone and. Get a picture and yep. look at it on your phone. Take a screenshot, whatever. And it works with so Windows can, as well. You can plug it directly into your phone. Yeah, with my yeah, Android and a USB adapter, I can't. The no problem. Yeah. Get a standard USB. Uh, yeah. 
I'm not going to muck around oh, with it now, but awesome, very cool, very cool. Yep. And then I think, I think uh, Tacky and Tony, you guys own the thirty-nine dollar one. That one has like a base, so it's you're actually like kind of you're you're coming yeah. down on top of it, right? Yeah, um, it's like a microscope type base. Um, it's nice. It's Bluetooth, so you can connect to your phone uh, via Bluetooth and take your pictures like that. Uh, it also plugs in and works with Windows. Um, it's lighted as tacky showing, so it, it'll light up your your work area. Mine's Wi-Fi. Well, I don't know if, if different. you got Bluetooth, but mine's Wi-Fi, um, so you can connect it to the the laptop or the phone, or, your, or you can use USB for the phone too. The reason yeah, I nice. got mine was when I first got my my diode laser was my first laser. Um, it was mm -hmm. attached to a CNC desktop machine, movable Z-axis, and so when I put a uh, material on, I have to adjust my focus because it's mm -hmm. not a fixed focus uh, laser. And instead of trying to eyeball it and you have to do it, it's kind of sketchy. You turn the diode laser on, put your safety glasses on. You're trying to look and see if it's in focus or not. And I didn't like that. So I got the microscope so that I could put pull it up on my computer and not look at the laser and get it focused in right. And once I got that right. focus, then I knew that it was, you know, as, as sharp as it was going to be. Right. Very, very right. worth the, I think I paid $50 last year when I got it, but it's still worth it. Got yeah, mine for I, different. Go ahead. Oh, no, no, no. What, I wanted to hear about yours. Yeah. Oh, no. So mine is, it's flexible head and then you can zoom in and out. The reason why, honestly, the first thing why I got mine is for doing uh, timing. So oh. when I'm doing uh, timing, you can see it, but this will get you like right in there. Like you can literally see if you know how much you're off and you can dial in those laser timings on and off mm -hmm, cutoff. Mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. that's one of the main reasons why I got this. And also to check oh, make sure my hatches are okay. So. Yeah, yeah, I, I literally, did the same thing. I've never messed with my laser timings. Dude, you <laughs> have should to. probably do that. Yeah. yeah, we'll do an episode on that too. That's yeah, a, that's like, another thing I'll sure. be able to do. Timing, that's, that's timing. All that right. box. It's All these are timing cards that I've done. So wow. yeah, timing is important for me. Got it. Got it. Yep. I'll have to look into that for sure. Well, mm -hmm. uh, we're still we're still going, guys. We're still moving through this list here. Uh, we're, we're getting towards the end. Let's see. Where did we leave off? Uh, right here. So the DataVac. This thing is so cool. This is one of my favorite yeah. things ever. Um, so I just bought one because this is one of the things that we used to have at the old shop when I was working for mm -hmm. somebody else, but I haven't been able to afford uh, for my own shop. So I just bought one. And I'm really excited to show it to uh, to you guys who are listening because it's basically like an infinite can of compressed air. Uh, it just it just you plug it in and it will just blow the the strongest vortex of air at whatever you point it at forever until you're done using it. Uh, it was great for so we had mentioned this earlier with cleaning the lenses. This should be the first step, right? You're going to hit it with the the compressed air. Uh, and instead of having to deal with uh, the, the cans and the cans have like the, the solvents and like compressants that like spray out and they're like super cold. And if they touch stuff, you know, like that, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. If you turn yeah. it upside down, you blast it. Yeah. yeah you I blast it. You don't want that on your lenses. So uh, just get this because it's just a compressor with literally like a, a blower nozzle on it. Don't you have one of these, Tony? Yes, I do. Um, it's, it's in the cabinet back here. Uh, I use it a lot for everything. Um, just one caution though, and Gio can correct me because he's like the mathematician and all that stuff. This thing will cause, um, uh, what you call that when you, 
static electricity. So you need to, if you're spraying it like on a board or something, if you're spraying it on a board like that and you touch it, it will cause static electricity. Just, just be careful on that. So well, it says so, yeah, anti-static on it, right? Yeah. Right. It, so well, this it, is the ESD version and it actually okay. comes with a little oh, grounding thing. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah um, so don't use mine. It is important. There <laughs> yeah. is a there is a white version of the DataVac and a black yep. version, and the they are the same exact thing, but the black version comes with the grounding clip. Connector. Yeah. Yeah. I don't use my clip. clip. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, <laughs> okay. Well, <laughs> the, the other alternative you is you can get like a little lens puffer like this. They normally come yeah, with yeah. Uh, camera kits. Um, this is what I've used, um, just because I haven't bought a DataVac yet, but. Yep, that's yep, going to be on yep. my list now. Yep, yeah. that's. Uh, I'm sure those uh, those little Amazon uh, lens puffer lens. Yeah, I think it's puffer. called the, the Camera Puff Junior. Yeah, I got the one of those puffers. Yeah. Like, there's They're here's great. one. It's ten bucks. Yeah, four ten bucks. Oh, that uh, one looks so like a rocket ship. Because yeah, it does. Because uh, <laughs> you may be on the you may be on a budget. So if you're looking for a budget option, something like this, uh, you know, will work fine. It's obviously not going to give you the uh, force. <laughs> That an electric one is going to give you, but it'll it'll do it'll it'll get the job done. So uh, definitely an option for you as well. Um, this is another thing. Every single person on this podcast owns one of these right now, except for me. And I don't know why I don't have one of these. What what are we looking at? Who wants to talk about the the infrared thermometer here? What is the purpose? Why do I need to buy one? Geo. Don't don't burn I, yourself, right? Yeah. Um, no, I use mine uh, just because I'm I work in my garage. I'm in Arizona. It gets pretty hot in here. Um, I use it to keep an eye on my uh, chiller temp and my mm-hmm. tube temp on my CO2, and then I also check the the Galvo head um, just to make sure things aren't getting too hot. If I'm doing something that's uh, metal based, I'll check it before I grab it. But uh, most of the stuff I do isn't too uh, isn't too hot, just because I'm not doing a lot of deep etching. Right. Perfect. And uh, apparently, you all see the value in owning these because you all own one. So, uh, yet another thing. I'm gonna have another expensive Amazon session today. Just just <laughs> spent five hundred dollars yesterday. I'm gonna spend another five hundred today because apparently, you yeah. guys have all this cool stuff I don't have. Uh, Thirty bucks seems to be the medium price on these, so um, not very expensive. They take a little nine volt. And it's just point and shoot, right? You point, shoot, get yep. a temperature. Yep. That's Super it. easy. Super Even for easy. your home, man, like if you want to make sure your AC at home is working, just point it to the vent and it'll tell you the temperature. It's it's great for everything. Even, hell, the grill, like anything. Right. Right. Shoot, uh, so. Who added Who added our little six pack of tweezers here? That would be me. Gotta have it. All right. Talk uh, to me about it. Uh, I use them a lot for the CO2 when I'm cutting wood or cutting um, like uh, paper, my wife likes to have me do like cards she does scrapbooking Mm -hmm. so i'll do cards and stuff for uh uh different holidays and i'll use those tweezers to pick the parts out of the sheet if i need something that kind Mm. of flipped up i can kind of pick them out and without disturbing the piece and then i can continue cutting the rest of the sheet nice interesting right or if stuff falls into the honeycomb it it's pretty good because my honeycomb is only about uh maybe three eighths of an inch thick so i can reach in there grab some of the smaller parts nice yeah i feel like this would come uh really in handy with weeding too if you're masking your wood with masking tape or masking Mm -hmm. acrylic uh to cut or engrave it then you need to remove that i feel like these would be perfect for that so 
I think um, you even used a, a pair when you had to get that splinter out of your hand when uh, Francine showed up too. I did. I, I ended up moving from the uh, I ended I ended up moving from the the tweezers to a knife and just cutting it out. But Dang. the tweezers were my it was my go to. Was to just start with the start with the tweezers. Uh, and at seven dollars, it's just uh, buy them, <laughs> right? Right. Uh, and they're, they're stainless steel. Go get the plastic ones. The plastic ones are garbage. Uh, get get some steel ones, and uh, you're gonna be you're gonna be a lot happier um, with that. Uh, Patrick, you're up. Talk to me about these knobs because I was just sitting in my office minding my own business, and UPS came and dropped a box off, and it was a package from Patrick, and it was just a box filled with these knobs. What am what am I doing yeah. with these knobs, man? What do you need with a bazillion knobs? All right, so there's an example of the three sizes that I typically use. Uh, Mm-hmm. And here they are in their bed. Those are the M6. And my main use lately has basically been uh, using the knobs and one of the jig bars to hold down axe mm-hmm. handles to keep them from moving around. So for taller items, mm-hmm. you can use that in combination with the jig bars and oh. just lock all your stuff down. That's so freaking smart. That's so smart. So the bar goes yeah. on top. Oh man, that's so yep. smart. I okay. Yeah. I have a totally new appreciation for these before. I was like thinking like, oh yeah, I guess you could use them to just put the bars directly on the table and it's like a little easier to turn and you know, put them on or you know, unturn or whatever, yeah. but that that use right there, that makes sense. That's really 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 smart. Yeah, so uh, any, very cool. Any but thicker you, item you can use use them on. Got it, got it. And you've like so they make them in all different sizes, so you can get that uh, looks like M6 and M4. They've got M8, uh, or you can just get this assortment kit, seventeen bucks. I'm assuming this is what you shipped over to the the shop here, right? Yeah, yeah. It's the assortment kit there, yeah, yep. So you just get kind of like a bunch of different sizes uh, and shapes for for various needs. So definitely something worth checking out. Uh, it's only twenty bucks, so not bad at all. I think it might even be cheaper to buy these than just the standard M6 uh, machine screws. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Uh, so Pick very set cool. up myself. And then uh, the Exacto, I believe that was Tacky's ad. The Exacto knife. No, I think that was Geo again. No, that was mine oh, was again. Geo? Oh, okay. Yeah. Geo with the yeah with the little did, little guys. Yep. Again, solidarity again. Though, but... um, for cleaning up stuff that may not cut completely through. Um, that okay. It's nice to have. It. Got it. Got it. So just kind of on that, this is, would be in a, a, a tool in conjunction with, with your tweezers that you would use for like kind of that wean, weeding and fine processing. Yep. Yep. Nice. And uh, another $8 purchase. So uh, like, why not just add it to your toolbox? That seems really easy. Uh, Tony is changing my mind on um, what brand of exhaust fan to use. I mine mine are just about dead. They're really starting to struggle with airflow, uh, and I think it's just because I've been pumping garbage through them for two two and a half years now. So they're 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 just about dead, and I I think I want to get a new set. And Tony's trying to convince me that AC Infinity is the way to go. What do you what do you like about these, man? Why are you using them? So uh, I've, I have uh, probably about three of these. Um, the reason why I like them is because number one, they're quiet. Um, I've tried other fans. I, I got a few in the cabinet and they're great. They work well, but these, these are quiet. And the reason why I, the first time I went with AC Affinity, it, it's quiet. The decibels are very low, but they can pump a lot of air. 
um, I have an intake and an exhaust one um, upstairs in a, in a room where I keep uh, electronics, like a server. Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. and it's upstairs where the kids are and they don't hear it. So I need to, it's a small closet. Mm -hmm. So I need air to get in and then hot air to get back out. So when I have these, it, you know, kids are sleeping, they don't hear that. So that prompted me to like, well, let's, let's get the one for, for the CO2. And it's been working fine. It's right here, as you can see it. Yep. It's strong and it's really, really quiet. And um, I, I personally enjoy it. So cool. Yeah. 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 Awesome. So we've got a few different sizes here. We've got the, uh, the S6 is the six inch, which I actually, so I have a six inch and an eight inch here in the shop. And what I do is my six inch fan adapts down to four and then I use a four inch hose to exhaust like directly off of my fiber table. And then I've got my eight inch, which adapts down to a six inch hose, which I then plug into the CO2 because the CO2 takes a six inch mm -hmm. hose standard for exhaust. And I think just having that little bit of extra oomph in the eight inch fan yeah. and adapting down to six gives you some pretty good pull. So uh, there's those two sizes there. Right now, the six inch is $109 and the eight inch is $169. So it's a, a little bit more expensive, but uh, compared to just the crappy blowers are almost the same price and the blowers are, are garbage and they're so loud, yeah. like the ones that come standard with the machines. So the inline yeah. fan seems like uh, an easy choice when you're comparing the two options. Um, do you guys have any other recommendations or what fans are you using to exhaust if, if any at all? I have a different version of the AC infinity. I have the $30 version of what you have on screen. It doesn't have, okay. um, the, it looks a little bit different. Well, that's, you got the eight inch up. I have the six inch and it has a controller yep. on yep. it. It's quiet. It's 265 CFM. So it's not as much as, um, the Terra bloomer. I think the Terra bloom is like 350 or 400, but it does mm -hmm. what I need to do. I don't have a bunch of smoke hanging out. So I, I like the AC infinity. I'll probably buy what Tony has, what I'm ready to, um, yeah. upgrade it's great it's a good fan pat patrick that's, is doing a he's pulling a patrick down show, here show and tail yeah that's the four inch version what is it what do we got that's the four inch oh uh, is that the ac, AC infinity. infinity as well yeah the reflex okay got it the four inch sure sure very cool very cool uh what about what about you geo are you exhausting outside uh i am exhausting outside right now i'm using a six inch that's neck down to to four inch because my uh my co2 uses a four inch is it um, the same brand no, it's it's a off brand. I don't even know what brand it is. It was given to me, so it, it was it. really cheap. <laughs> gotcha. And uh, what's what's your exhaust setup, Lithgow? What are you what are you doing? I have an eight inch, uh, very similar to the AC Infinity, um, but an Australian brand, um, almost yeah. identical except it's white. Uh, in fact, the controller mm. looks exactly the same. Um, and we, yeah, we have very very quiet. We have quite good. a few viewers in Australia. Do you mind sharing the brand with us or with whether or not you like it? Are you a fan oh, of it? We have to go have a look at it. <laughs> That's okay. Yeah, uh, yeah we'll yeah, link it I'll, in the I'll, description. I'll put it in the Discord. Yeah, absolutely. We'll check that out for sure. That sounds great. Uh, we're, we've got a couple items left here, guys. We're almost done. Uh, that was the photo box. Uh, oh, and that's the brown and sharp. So I think we're just about done. The last thing that I wanted to pull up really quick, uh, the the exacto knives and tweezers reminded me of this. Uh, get yourself a precision screwdriver kit. Uh, these things are great. They're great for I use them all the time for watches. Uh, 
disassembling and reassembling watches. I have a kit very similar to this one right here. They're inexpensive, uh, $13.99, right? $18.99 for some of the nicer ones. Uh, they've got a bunch of little tiny screwdriver heads uh, that come with them in the packaging and they're great for fiddling with watches uh, or messing with electronics, working on controller drivers, things like that inside the machines. Uh, these these are, are awesome and I didn't wanna leave that out. Um, so does anybody else have anything else that they wanna chat about uh, as far as just your favorite accessories? We've covered a lot today. I didn't know if anybody else had had like, just kind of like a flash of insight while we were talking and, and we had forgotten something I wanted to mention. Uh, one thing I think I I'd like, one. Oh. go ahead I'm linking it right now <laughs> um, is I've noticed a few guys that are buying fiber lasers uh, recently and um, yeah I'm, I'm very new to a fiber but then they're going back a month or two later and saying oh I need a rotary and they're gonna mm. have to install the stepper driver the whole lot yeah. themselves there are some companies that have uh, the external power supply and stepper controller but again you've still got to open it up and plug it in it's a pain in the backside if you think you're going to need a rotary on a fiber get the rotary stepper installed from the factory yep yep very true yep. uh it's a it's a big pain in the butt um and we we definitely i don't think we've done a rotary episode for the podcast yet so if you're just a podcast listener we haven't really gone into depth on this, but that's definitely something that we can cover in a future episode because uh, I think we've all got a fair bit of rotary experience now with the fiber lasers, and uh, we can we can definitely touch on that in the future. But that's an excellent tip. Don't treat the rotary as an accessory. Treat it as part of the machine uh, and get it when you're getting those extra lenses because, again, the 200 or 300 bucks they're going to charge you for the rotary is a drop in the bucket compared to the two or 3000 you're already spending on the machine. Save yourself the headache and uh, and just pick one up when you're buying the machine um, because you're you're probably going to end up wanting to use it after you see some of the cool stuff that people are making in the Discord. Uh, that's it, guys. We, we did it. We came all the way through to the end. Uh, there is something new that I wanted to try today. Let me... Uh, so what I want to do is uh, actually just go through and I want to thank our producers. Um, our producers are Patreon members that uh, they, they contribute $25 a month, a month to keep the channel going, to keep the podcast going, and uh, you know, to support our Discord community. And I wanted to start thanking them on the podcast uh, because they, they deserve it. Um, and they've, they've been working really hard at their jobs, at their businesses, and in their lives to make sure that we can continue doing what, what we're doing over here. So uh, just a super quick special thout, uh, thout out, shout out to uh, Cybersex, uh, Ali Weebowo. <laughs> I'm going to butcher these names. This is going to be a disaster. Uh, Tony. Thank you, Tony. No problem. Uh, we've got Bill S. Carson Zog, Daniel Zamaripa, uh, David Hawthorne. That name sounds no, familiar. No, it's actually Ross Thorne. Ross. Oh, that's an R. Ross Thorne. Sorry, I'm working on the small screen over here. Ross Thorne. Lithgow Lights. Just say that. Uh, we've got Edward Havfanisian, oh God, uh, Jack C. Moore, Larry Dell, Matthew Van Dorn, Nick Barros, uh, Patrick Moore, thank you, Patrick, Rick Farrell, that's uh, Rick over at DV Laserworks. Uh, we just had him on the show. Go listen to that episode. That's a great interview episode. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Robert Hendry, Sam Tacky, thank you, Tacky, uh, Travis Chamberlain, and uh, Yapping Zing. 
thank you guys so much for listening to me butcher your names and uh supporting what we're doing here it means the world to me to the staff uh to be able to come on and do this for you guys every week and uh your your support is immense special thanks to all of our other patrons as well that support us at the eight and four dollar tiers especially that four dollar tier if you're a oh man my video completely cut out i guess i'll have to finish the video as a robot thanks again to all of our other patrons at the four dollar and eight dollar tiers if you'd like to join the Patreon team and support the channel, the podcast, and our community you can find more at patreon.com slash lasereverything. I wouldn't be anywhere near where we are right now without these amazing smiling faces right here. I'm so grateful for our amazing staff who show up every week to be a part of this podcast so let's plug these guys and thank them for being here as well. Tachi, where can we see what you're up to these days? Uh, you can find me on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Polygon Printing. Uh, working on the showcase right now, working on axes, stuff like that. Um, stay tuned. Hopefully you guys uh, see something you like. If you want to find me on Discord, ask me questions about what I'm doing. I'm almost always there. Tony, tell me that website is done. All right. Yeah. No, it's just uh, you can find me on Etched Ideas on every platform um working on a website right now that's etched underscore ideas correct yes etched underscore ideas um you can find me there it'll be if you find a profile picture is a light bulb so geo if you don't have news about your youtube channel you're going to damage my robot circuitry uh it's getting closer i'm i'm it's getting closer i'm still <laughs> i'm hoping to record some more stuff this weekend since three-day weekend um, so we'll see how that goes. But uh, YouTube and Instagram, it's a Maker Theory, M-A-K-R Theory. And uh, hopefully we have some stuff up here in the next uh, week or so. I may be immortal now, but I can't wait forever. Mm-hmm. Lithgow, extra thanks for joining us today. Where can people see what you're working on? Uh, yeah, Lithgow Lights uh, website and uh, on Facebook, Lithgow Lights. Um, and I'm always at the Discord. A treat from down under. Thanks again for being here with us. Patrick, you know what to do. Of course, I'm always at the Discord, and Instagram is at 322firearms, and website is 3-22firearms.com. Find me there. Well, this has been excellent, but my cold robot body has reduced the available power in my power core to below acceptable thresholds, so I must now shut down for a bit and recharge. One last huge shout out to every single one of you listening. We'd be nothing without you. One last time if you want to support the channel, the podcast, and the community please visit us over at patreon.com slash lasereverything. All of the products mentioned in this video are linked in the description and on the 2021 buying guide over at lasereverything.net slash buying guide. Also if you haven't already joined the discord go do it now. It's free no excuses we're hosting a contest where you have to engrave a preset graphic and the best one wins some laser everything merch so check that out now thanks again for watching and we'll see you dot 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 in the next yeah. one say goodbye you smelly humans reader later shutting down goodbye